Hello, I'm Maddie Savage, and in this episode, we meet an inspiring Stockholmer who's lighting up Sweden's capital. The Stockholmer. You don't become a lighting designer because you want money or you want to be famous. I just do it because I love people. I just wanted to make a better environment for everyone to live. Chiara Carucci is bringing a glow to housing projects, squares, bridges, stairs and businesses by designing both outdoor and indoor lighting, an essential job in a place famous for its long, dark winters. She was recently voted one of the top 40 under 40 in her field and took the Stockholmer to her workplace at the Swedish engineering firm OF. The Stockholmer. So welcome to the OF Lighting Lab. This is uh, where we prepare all our testing and all the equipment that a lighting designer can need. This is the reason why I call it the playground. So you can simulate the size of any room and different how different kinds of lighting will affect that and how different kinds of lighting are relevant for the mood that's trying that you're trying to create in that particular space. And therefore how you will feel in that space. It feels particularly relevant here in Sweden, a country where there's 24 hours of darkness in some parts of the country. Even here in Stockholm, it gets dark soon after two o'clock in the afternoon in November. So a lot of work goes into creating the right kind of lighting, the right kind of atmosphere that I guess a lot of people don't really know about. No, um, it's true that people take light for granted, and but we can make people feel safe and secure. But most of all, what I like is the possibility to make them feel proud and comfortable and give them emotion while they walk. What you're suggesting here is that having the right lighting can really boost people's mood. What about the opposite? I mean, what happens if people have bad lighting? What are the negative effects if if you don't have this kind of stuff? So if the lighting isn't good, uh, there are many problems that you can have, like health problems related to the lack of daylight in winter, but also in office you can have headache and you can feel very tired. At the same time, children in school can have a very uh, low peak in the learning process. And if we talk about what I care the most, and it's uh, Uh, lighting for people in public areas, they can feel not safe. Uh, They can feel threatened. Uh, And most of all, the city lack the possibility to make the citizens welcome and be out also in winter. So having the right lighting is also to do with getting people out of their homes, not feeling isolated. We'll talk about some of your specific projects in a moment. But first of all, how did you get into lighting design? What made you pursue this very unusual path in life? I was uh, five years old. I was um, living in a very small village close to the sea. And, oh, uh, you've got your laptop out to show us. Wow, it's a beautiful, beautiful village. Looks like a kind of fishing village with uh, lots of boats. So for holidays, we had uh, some fairy lights, which are called the luminaria. They are composed by thousands of tiny sparkling lights. They shine and reflect into the water. 
So I thought that this joy should have been shared with everyone. So I said, Mom, I want to become a designer of fairy lights. And my At mother, five years old, wow. Yeah, my mother tried to convince me that this job does not exist, that was not suitable for me, and I should have become an architect. But, you know, I really, really wanted to share this joy. So in 2004, I started practicing as a lighting designer. And in 2015, I moved in Stockholm. Let's hear about how you got here, because you'd actually come to give a speech and you ended up getting headhunted. And that's how you moved here. Yeah, I was uh, giving a speech about the UNESCO International Year of Light uh, at uh, Koteo, the university in Stockholm. And uh, we were talking about the importance of light and uh, how this affects people's mood. And at the end of my speech, the head of design of OF Lighting, a really well-renowned lighting designer, Kai Pippo, came to me saying, hey, you know, you should really join us. (laughs) And four weeks later, I was working and living in Stockholm. So since you've moved here, you've worked on some really big projects throughout the Nordics, both indoor and outdoor lighting. Talk us through some of the current projects you're working on then here in Stockholm. We are working on one of the first new public areas in the city centre of Stockholm. The client Pembroke from Boston decided to open their private space and make them available for all the citizens. It will create a new passage in town, so you will be able to walk through this space and be part of a great storytelling experience. So it's near Encore, which is one of Sweden's most famous department stores. It's like the Harrods of Stockholm, if you get that London reference, or the Macy's that you have in New York, the Macy's of Stockholm. And it is the first new public area to emerge in Stockholm for a long time where there's there's a real shortage of space in the city centre. So what are you trying to achieve with this project? So together with the architects uh, TIA and SHL, uh, we will make people enjoy new part of the city, but also we're going to make people part of a story, of a storytelling which is about the four natural elements. The main square will be about earth and then the lobby will be about water and the courtyard will be about air and fire. We create an experience using technical tools that at the end will just be perceived as magic. So we're looking at some of your presentation on your laptop now and you can see that there's real leaves in the courtyard and then the reflection of the leaves is kind of being beamed out into different lighting shapes um, it's kind of like that those magical pictures you showed us of those fairy lights in Italy yeah more or less uh, that's what I always tell to my mother I didn't become a designer of fairy lights but I'm so happy because I can take care of people and spread their joy through my profession And it's not just corporate projects like this new public square you're working on. You're also doing some work in Stockholm's suburbs. What I do is that I collaborate with the municipalities or real estate companies. And what we do together is provide great light environment for all the citizens, for all the users. 
no matter the social condition. So what we can do with light is, of course, make people safe, make people feel safe and secure, but also we can provide social cohesion. We can create inclusion. We can make them feel home also if they are not, because maybe they are refugees. So you're going into suburbs to revive some of the lighting that's that's been there in the past and also helping with new building projects. But to put this into context, housing is a huge problem in Stockholm. There's a there's a big shortage of apartments and there's a lot of building work going on at the moment to try and solve that problem, which, as you say, gives people like you the chance to really think about lighting, think about the built environment and improve things. But on the flip side, when you're hearing stories of educated professionals sofa surfing for months because they can't find somewhere to live, asylum seekers crammed into six people to a room, there is an argument to say, well, why not just speed through these projects and worry about the lighting and the gardens and all of this sort of extra added bonus stuff later? Uh, actually, it's the same time of an architect to design the building because we collaborate in the same time frame. So we don't need more time. What we need is to guarantee people good quality lighting, especially for the winter here. It can be so tough. People can be sick, depressed. And this is something we cannot accept. We cannot go through another winter having people living in those kind of environments, having just weird diffuse lighting and spot of light somewhere and they cannot even recognize their entrance because all this building looked the same. So do you think Stockholm has not put enough effort into lighting for its citizens in the past? Not for the social housing. What happened during the night is that you cannot even recognize other humans face because you perceive a movement but then your vision is distorted by this uh, awful color of lights that only light up the street and then walls and surface are just dark and if you look down from your windows also if there is a playground for kids you don't want really to bring them downstairs playing there and not only because of the cold it's mostly because it's so dark and so ugly that you don't really feel joy in there and this is what we want to give to people joy joy to to feel alive in this beautiful beautiful town because we can do you think you have a different perspective, though, when it comes to lighting design, when it comes to the importance of light in the built environment, indoors and outdoors, because you've moved here in your 30s, as opposed to designers here who've lived through so many dark winters and maybe just get used to it? The research about light is quite advanced uh, in Stockholm, and they are also collaborating uh, with the university from U.S., so their research is quite advanced, but it's also true that a new perspective from another country where maybe we take even more life for granted because we have it every day of the year is something that can give them a push. And again, you you don't become a lighting designer because you want money or you want to be famous. You just do it because 
I just do it because I love people and I like this city. I like Sweden a lot. I just wanted to make a better environment for everyone to live. been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent podcast by Maddie Savage with production assistance from Benoit Derriere. Join our community on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to find out more about our inspiring guests. And if you'd like to see your business joining the likes of my news desk and Capital in sponsoring the podcast, we would love to hear from you. (laughs) 